Welcome to the Not Old Better Show, the show covering all things health, wellness, culture, and more. The show for all of us who aren't old, we're better. Each week, we'll interview superstars, experts, and ordinary people doing extraordinary things, all related to this wonderful experience of getting better, not older. Now, here's your host, the award-winning Paul Vogelzang. Welcome, listeners near and far. You have tuned into the Not Old Better show on radio and podcast, The Nexus, where wisdom meets curiosity, especially tailored for those of us celebrating the silver streaks of experience in our hair. Today's episode is brought to you by Gold Co. Gold and Bullion and Sleep Journey Chair from Journey Health and Lifestyle. I'm your host, Paul Vogelsang, broadcasting to you live from the heart of inspiration and experience just outside of Washington, D.C. In this episode, we're peeling back the layers of life's rich tapestry to reveal how moments of change can be as golden as the years they enrich. Our focus today is not just a story of transformation. It's the tale of Dude and Duder. And it's from the book, Dude and Duder, How My Dog Saved My Life. Our guest today is author of the book, Jeff Goodrich. We're about to dive deep into the waters of renewal and rejuvenation, guided by our special guest, Jeff Goodrich, whose life was profoundly altered by a tail-wagging, four-legged philosopher named Duder. Together, they charted a course through the often choppy waters of midlife, finding safe harbor in the lessons of love, loyalty, and the courage to change. Pets, as many of you know in our Not Old Better show audience, so many of you can attest are more than just companions. They're catalysts for change. In today's conversations, in today's conversation, we'll explore the myriad ways our animal friends shape our health, happiness, and the very essence of our daily lives. But it's not just about the heartwarming wag of a tail. It's about the holistic transformation, the journey that you will hear that Jeff Goodrich went on. His body and soul actually changed. He shed weight, lost weight, and became lighter and brighter. He started to view a future. Many of us have had those same journeys, especially in our Not Old Better Show audience. So looking forward, we will also delve into the legacies that we're creating among our family members. What does it mean to take the leashes off, as Jeff points out, especially at this stage in life? How can we unleash all our full potential, and what can we pass on to the ones that we love and cherish. So wherever you are, settle in and prepare for a heartwarming ride. I loved this book. Whether you're listening while sipping your morning coffee or while winding down from your day, I invite you to join us for a journey of discovery and inspiration. Without any further delay, let's embark on this journey together right here on the Not Old Better Show on radio and podcast. The story of Dude and Duder begins right now. Jeff Goodrich, welcome to the program. Thank you, Paul, for having me on. Happy to be here. Well, thank you so much. And and I sure appreciate your your perspective, your positive attitude. You told me just a moment ago you went out on a run. It sounds like you're just living this this great life. And and I know from your book, Dude and Duder, which is wonderful. I, I want to say that right out of the gate. Just encourage my audience to check this book out. We're going to put links so that our audience can find out more information about Jeff and his book, Dude and Duder. Great, great story. And I think it's going to be so impactful for our audience because you really made this big 
change at midlife. You, you know, you told me you went out on a run earlier, and I know through the book that exercise became a real part of uh, your journey. We'll, we'll talk about that, but let's talk first about what was it? What was the moment, I guess, that you realized that um, a change in your life w- was necessary? And 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 in particular, how did Duder maybe introduce us to Duder? And how did Duder help you recognize that the role that Duder Duder played and that aha moment that came to you to make this big change that you've made? Okay, I can do that. <laughs> Duder is my dog. So he is a Vishla dog that we brought into my life at one point. And the book is How My Dog Saved My Life. And it's essentially these life lessons that I learned. And and here's how I like to destru- describe the aha moment is when I was 49, and just for a little context, I am 55 right now. I'll be uh, 56 uh, next month. But when I was 49, I look back, my life was not in a good place. I was overweight. I was living what I call the standard American lifestyle, sitting on the couch every night, watching TV, drinking my daily Dr. Pepper, eating <laughs> very unhealthily. My relationship was not good. I'd been married to my wife for quite a long time, and I heard, I learned later on that she had already been putting plans in place to divorce me. My view of the world wasn't good. My perspective, everything made me angry. I was following politics and just getting angry about the world. And so I was just not in a good place. That's where I was at about 49. I get this dog. I have three daughters, and I had three granddaughters, and so... I needed some sort of a, a of a boy in my life. So we got this dog, <laughs> named him Duder, and I took him for a walk. We get this dog. He's, what, nine weeks, ten weeks old, and I decided, okay, I have a dog. I'm supposed to go walk my dog. So I put a leash on him. We took Duder out for a walk. And, you know, I can tell the story like, oh, I went out for this walk, and I had this aha moment, and everything looked clear to me, and I realized I needed to change my life, and... And, oh, I'm going to go back and fix my relationship, and I'm going to go back and change my diet and change my lifestyle and do all these things. But, Paul, that's just not how it happened, and that's not how things work. Mm-hmm. You know, there was not any single aha moment. I think what happened on that first walk was Duder went over and, and took a crap, took a dump <laughs> in the neighbor's yard, right? Uh-oh. That's how it went down. <laughs> okay, uh-oh. But what did happen was the next day I did it again. And then the next day we did it again. So it all started with just doing these daily walks and incorporating a new pattern in my life. And that's how it started. And so during these walks with my dog, I would spend time talking to him Hmm. and it just became this routine and a habit. Let's go walk the dog. Let's go walk the dog. Duder, here's what I'm feeling today. Man, I'm, I'm feeling like this. And then I hit 50. And as you know, 50 and some of these milestones in your life can be very triggering events. And that 50 was a very, very triggering event for me. 50. What have I done with my life? So all the regrets of life were coming up top of mind. And, you know, I've talked to Duder about it and we would, we would walk every day. <laughs> And, and essentially, this is a year-long process. And during this year, there were several things that really came to me. One was 
just awareness. I became aware that something was not right in my life. I was not happy. Just, just the awareness is very powerful. If you're not aware that, that something can change, you know, then nothing ever will. And so that awareness was very, very powerful for me. And then I, at some point along the time, along the line, I made a choice. I didn't know what to do, but I said to myself, I'm going to do something different. So I consciously made a choice. I even told Duder, Duder, we're going to do something different here. We don't know what, but we're going to do something different. <laughs> and then I started to explore things like my why. Why do I need to do this? And when you really at 50 years old, you really start exploring things like my family. Why do I want to do this for my, my, my wife, for my kids, for my grandkids? Those are the things that really come up top of mind of importance. And so that really became my why. So though during that first year, these things all started to happen. And then I went into a do phase and just started to change other things. Hmm. A daily walk just became so symbolic for me. If I can go for a daily walk, well, then what else can I change? What else hmm. can I do? Um, and that's, that's kind of my aha moment. That's kind of how it all started. Hmm. Fascinating. Great story. So I'm curious uh, about maybe one or two of the specifics. So as the walks progressed, did you start to make some lists of some things that you wanted to kind of, for lack of a better term, talk to Duder about or kind of talk through or talk out loud about? I mean, maybe you didn't even talk out loud. How how did you actually proceed you know, down that path over the course of, you know, 12, 14 months to just start getting this stuff out and prioritizing it. I absolutely did. Mm -hmm. And I would actually talk to Duder out loud. I <laughs> think it's very important to speak this out loud because we spend so much time in our own heads having conversations with ourselves to, to verbally speak it out loud helps get some of that out. So that was, that was powerful. I'd be out walking dog and just talking to dog, talking to Duder as we're walking. Mm -hmm. So as I started thinking about, okay, I've made a choice to do something different. What should I do different? One of the real powerful things that I did was cancel my TV subscription. Hmm. Just canceled it. I just stopped watching TV. I realized that the TV between the shows, between the news and all the commercials that you watch on TV, I mean, they were trying to tell me how to live my life. And so I decided, well, I need to figure out how to live my own life. This is my life. I'm going to create my own world. So I canceled the TV subscription and then started changing what I call my inputs. This is when I started reading books, listening to podcasts, and, and all of these ideas and new thought patterns were coming into my mind. So that allowed me to do things like, yes, create some lists of things that I would like to do. I did things like I wrote my own eulogy. Hmm. How do I want to be remembered? I remember writing down, well, what is something, where do I want to be five years from now? Where do I want to be 10 years from now? And started documenting this. And I started doing a daily journal. So when I'd come home from the walks, I'd sit down and just get my thoughts out onto paper as well. So these are some of the, the actual tools and techniques, I call them, things that I actually did to actually start changing my life. So the change also included, I know, from the book and, and from your story, and, and you mentioned, you referred to this too, there's been 
health considerations. There's been weight loss. Did you prioritize that too along with you know some of your other areas of, of concern and, and transformation? Or did you talk to a doctor about that? How did, how did that get elevated so that that aspect of your life – including the mental and emotional well-being, got prioritized. How did, how did the weight loss come about? And how much did you lose again? Like I lost about 70, 70 pounds. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's impressive. Congrats on that. Yeah, thanks. And looking back on it, this is the way I think the weight loss looks. So a lot of people go into this and they think, okay, I'm going to lose weight. And then they research and they find a diet. They talk to the doctor and take some pills or whatever method they, they, they do. But what I... When I became aware, I realized that my standard lifestyle choices was what was contributing to my weight gain. Hmm. What I ate, my daily Dr. Pepper, my fast hmm. food, my, you know, my, my biggest choices sometimes were should I have one or two frozen burritos hmm. that I sit in front of the TV and watch at night. So I started to just change those things. I knew that Drinking a sugary Dr. Pepper every day was probably not good, so let's stop doing that. Um, eating these processed foods is probably not very good for me. Well, let's let's start to in, to remove some of that. Eating all of these sugar and snacks and and all this, let's start to remove some of that. That was a key part of it. And then just the daily walk, actually doing some physical activities, and then. I also explored and really changed my sleep patterns. Hmm. So what I was doing was changing my lifestyle habits. And almost it, it it's almost like as a side effect, I lost the weight. Mm-hmm. I didn't go into this to lose weight. It mm-hmm. was I changed my 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 mind. I changed a lot of these specific lifestyle habits that I was doing. And as a result, the weight kind of comes off automatically is kind of hmm. how it felt for me. Greetings, fellow comfort connoisseurs. It's Paul, your guide to the good life here to let you in on a little secret that's better than finding the last brownie on the plate, which happened in our house last night. I'll tell you what that secret is, though. Apart from the brownie, it is the perfect sleep chair, and it is turning living rooms and actually my office into a lounging empire. (laughs) I use the chair, as does my wife Gretchen. So I know what you're thinking. How can a chair upgrade your TV binges and Niners cheers? Well, imagine a recliner that understands your need for warmth, support, and the occasional nap more than your childhood teddy bear. Yep, it's got heat massage to soothe those been-there-done-that muscles and a zero-gravity position that might just make you feel like a spry astronaut again. Crafted by the comfort maestros at Journey Health and Lifestyle, just a stone's throw away from me here in our nation's capital. This chair is the Lincoln Memorial of loungers. It's got an A-plus in both comfort and style. It's the only chair that gives you a standing ovation, quite literally, when you want to get up. And let's talk about style, whether you're going for the presidential library chic or the Sunday tailgate cozy. There is a fabric for you. Even Gretchen loves the chair. She gives it a two thumbs up, as do I. So ready for the punchline? You don't have to break the bank to sit like a king. So just trot on over to shopjourney.com slash NOB and use the promo code NOB for a regal 
$125 off. That's more savings than you'll find under your sofa cushions. <laughs> and if you call, please drop the code NOB like it's hot. They'll know you're part of the in crowd here on the Not Old Better Show. So the perfect sleep chair is waiting to hold court in your castle. Visit shopjourney.com slash NOB and claim your throne of comfort today. We'll be right back with our guest author of Dude and Duder, Jeff Goodrich. But I wanted to mention our sponsor today, Gold Co., and ask you a question right out of the gate. Do you have at least $50,000 saved for retirement with everything going on in the world today? Right now could be the best time ever to diversify your retirement savings with precious metals like gold and silver. I bought some precious metals myself, and I got them from the top-rated company, GoCo, our sponsor today. They couldn't have made the process easier, and their customer service was impeccable. GoCo has helped thousands of people just like you and me place over $2.5 billion in gold and silver. They're rated A-plus by the Better Business Bureau. They've earned over 5,000 five-star reviews. They're a seven-time Inc. 5000 winner. And that's just mentioning a few of their accolades. There's plenty more. So right now, for the Not All Better Show listeners, they're offering up to $10,000 in bonus silver while supplies last. Go to goldco.com slash paul to learn more. That's goldco.com slash paul. Diversify your savings with gold and silver today at goldco.com slash Paul. Thanks, everybody. We're with Jeff Goodrich. Jeff Goodrich is author of the book Dude and Duder. It's such a great story. With Duder's help, Jeff lost 70 pounds, went from the couch to running to losing weight, then it's become an author. I want to encourage our audience to check out Jeff's book. Again, it's titled Dude and Duder. It's wonderful. Jeff has shared it with me. He's sharing his story with us today. It's such a great story. You have this really great phrase in the book, and it's very much related to pets, I, I thought. Just this wonderful metaphor about taking the leashes off, unleashing our potential. Maybe tell our audience a little, give, give a little motivation, because you, you're, you're a very motivating person. How how can we put this concept of taking the leashes off and releasing the restraints, unleashing our potential? Let's get this out into the open and adopt this in, as a concept <laughs> in our lives. Okay. The way the book was written is that as I was canceling my TV, listening to podcasts, I was actively looking for ideas, mm -hmm. right? And so I had this mindset of, of what I, you know, you might call it a growth mindset. I was actively looking for ideas that I can incorporate. Mm -hmm. And I began observing Duder and just watching some of his actions and what can I learn from that? When we would go out on these trail hikes, so, um, we would drive over to a trail and I would have to put a leash on him and we'd start walking down a trail because there might've been some people around or something. And he didn't law, did not like this leash. <laughs> We'd reach a point where there's nobody around. The trail's pretty empty. So I'd reach down and I'd pop that leash off of him. And what does he do? He would just take off running just absolutely as fast as he could go because he loved it. And I observed that. And the lesson that I brought back into my life 
was what are the leashes I had on myself? Hmm. What was holding me back from the first 50 years of my life? Why didn't I write this book earlier? Why didn't I start running earlier? Why didn't I do this? Why did I do that? And the leashes, you know, and then I started to actually explore what were the leashes that kept me on. And a lot of it was what the world was telling me how I'm supposed to live my life. You know, oh, you're supposed to, you know, go to school, then you get a job and then you retire and then you're done. And then you spend the rest of your life. I don't know what you do with the rest of your life. (laughs) So those are some of the leashes there. And I pulled those off and says, Mm -hmm. listen, this is my life. I can live it however I want. I don't care what anyone tells me how I'm supposed to do it. So that's just one of the examples from the book of how I pulled these leashes off me. Mm -hmm. Certainly writing the book is one way that you took those leashes off. Maybe share with our audience one other example from the book about, you know, what it meant to you to let go and how that helped you to make progress. (laughs) <laughs> Letting go is is an interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, when I hit 50 and all the regrets of life were popping up, this might be a good example of I had to let those go. When you have all those regrets and you're thinking about them all the time, they can weigh you down. They can control you and just just destroy you. But you have to let them go. They're in the past. There's nothing, absolutely nothing you can do about them. So I had to physically, you know, mentally put them behind me and go forward with this, with this uh, mindset of it only matters what I do right now. What am I doing today? What am I going to do tomorrow? Hmm. And the regrets don't matter. They really don't. What matters is what I do right now. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you're a father of girls, a grandfather. So what... What are you passing down to this next generation, particularly about dogs and then about the subject of uh, the, the influence of, of dude and duder and, and how that works towards motivation? Because I think these lessons are important for other generations, especially now when life is hard and it's sometimes grim and we're faced with media that is in, in you. You're a good example of this. You just pulled the plug on television and kind of removed yourself from it. So how are you passing those lessons on? When I was exploring my why, the kids, the grandkids, and my wife became top of mind. How do I want them to remember me? Mm-hmm. You know, the term legacy. Mm-hmm. What's my legacy going to be with my kids? And it hit me that I had a whole lot of regrets, that I was not always the best grandpa, always not always the best dad, not always the best husband. But, you know, how do I want them to remember me? And I, when I wrote my eulogy, that's really what you focus on is mm-hmm. how do I want my kids and my family to remember me? And, and I looked at it this way. I can spend all day sitting down and lecturing my kids and talking to them and telling them about life. But what are they going to remember? They're not going to remember those conversations. They're going to remember what I do. So... In my mind, the best way for me to to set legacy for my kids is my actions. I want them to remember me running a marathon. I want them to see me and remember me writing a book and getting my story out there. I want to see them remember me 
doing my side of repairing my relationship with my wife and and taking a better and a bigger role in my community in in volunteering for things and doing stuff. So in my mind, it was all about what am I going to do so that what will they remember about me? That was very, very important for me. It was interesting in the book, too, because it's almost there was a little bit of third person, I thought, in the insofar as it was kind of during some of these moments that dude was created, that obviously dude and dude refers to you and, and your wonderful dog. But dude was another step in this midlife transformation. He was. There's there's a lot of tools, a lot of techniques mm-hmm, that, that we mm-hmm. followed. And the creation of dude was one of them. Mm-hmm. And the idea of that was when I looked in the mirror when I was 49 and I looked at Jeff, I had what I called this cringe factor. I would just kind of cringe. Like I did not like that guy I saw in the mirror. You know, he was overweight. He wasn't living his life. He was lazy. He was just not a happy person. And I didn't like him. I didn't like what I saw in the mirror. One of the techniques I used was creating an alter ego. Hmm. And so I kind of created this guy named Dude. What would Dude do? Dude's the guy that's out running marathons. He's the one that's losing the weight. He's the one that's that's uh, playing a good role in his relationship. He's the one that's the great dad. And so it was a way of of kind of changing some of it, just one of the techniques, so that when I looked in the mirror, I saw a dude, and I got to the point, Paul, where I could actually look in the mirror and like what I saw. <laughs> and I kind of liked the guy that was in there. <laughs> and and right now, I'm into that point where I can look in the mirror, and I'm I'm pretty dang proud of myself. And, and you have to be proud of yourself. You have to acknowledge your own personal successes. And that's kind of how dude came about. He's the guy <laughs> that's doing all these things. So You have a lot to be proud of, Jeff. I, I really... I this story is uh, really so sweet and touching. It's got this wonderful dog component in it. I think we all need pets in our life. So you mentioned the 50 miler coming up in February. What's next for Jeff Goodrich? How does how does the experience of all of this kind of take on a future? And as you grow older, maybe share with our audience of older adults some of this wisdom that you've learned and you know where you're going and where all of us can go too with some some effort and energy but but you have a lot to be proud of you're really doing it so i'll 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 describe the something that happened to me a couple of weeks ago so i was signed up for a race a 50 miler and we had some events in our life that prevented me from running the race So after that deadline came up, I didn't have any races on the calendar. And I went for about two weeks without any race on the calendar. And it'd been, you know, I'd been going for like four years with always having something on Mm -hmm. the calendar. Mm -hmm. And that made me feel uncomfortable. Hmm. So I was out of my comfort zone. I call this, I called it living in the challenge. So I then immediately signed up for another race because I needed to get something on the calendar to continue to live in the challenge. I can look back in that when I ran my first marathon, it was probably and could be described almost as hard as running my first 200 yards. So every one of us are in a different state and there's always going to be something different that challenges us. I'm probably going to keep running until, you know, 
I can't anymore. Physically can't. <laughs> well, but 50. then I'm going to. But then I'm going to do something else. Yeah. Maybe I'll take yeah. up biking. I've thought about doing triathlons. So the physical challenge was is very important, but it is more important because it just is symbolic for other challenges, other things that are challenging for me. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's another book in me. Mm-hmm. Maybe, I, maybe I'm thinking of starting my own podcast. I'm hey, thinking of good. writing course material. You know, So I have all these ideas, but those are just as challenging as as a physical challenge of like, say running a marathon. So I'm always going to have something on the calendar, something that Uh keeps me living in the challenge. Uh It's interesting you say that. I feel if I don't have, I just personalize this for just a moment, but if I don't have a kind of a next interview, I feel a little bit at a loss. I feel like, okay, where am I going next? How am I getting there where I need to be? So I, I totally get that. The, The book again, Dude and Duder by our guest today, Jeff Goodrich, is wonderful. If you want to change your life, if you want to overcome some midlife crisis, you want to lose some weight, you want to get started about running, fitness, and then Jeff's wonderful phrase, take the leashes off. All this you can find out in the book along with a bunch of other great stuff. You know, we're going to just support you, Jeff. If you want to start a podcast, come back here and and announce it to our audience. I'd love to have you back and talk further. If you've got a next book in you, please come back and join us. But keep us posted as to your progress and your races because I'd love to know more. (laughs) And I know our audience will too. But Jeff Goodrich, thank you. Congrats on everything. Our best to you, your family, and to Duder. Thank you, Paul. It's a pleasure being on. Thank you. My thanks to our sponsors today, Gold Co., Gold and Boyan, and Sleep Journey Chair from Journey Health and Lifestyle. Please support our sponsors as they, in turn, support the show. My thanks to Jeff Goodrich, author of the new book, Dude and Duder, How My Dog Saved My Life. My thanks to you, my wonderful audience here on radio and podcast. Please be well, be safe, and let's talk about better the Not Old Better show on radio and podcast. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next week. Thanks for joining us this week on the Not Old Better show. To find out more about all of today's stories or to view our extensive back catalog of previous shows, simply visit notold-better.com. Join us again next time as we deep dive into some of the most fascinating real-life stories from across the world, all focused on this wonderful experience of getting better, not just older. Let's talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Hi, one final thing. Today's show was edited for length. To hear the full interview, please check out our website for this episode and all episodes at notold-better.com or subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts. And be sure to check out your local radio stations to find out more about The Not Old Better Show on podcast and radio. You can find us all over social media. Our Twitter feed is Not Old Better, and we're on Instagram at Not Old Better, too. The Not Old Better Show is a production of NOBS Studios. I'm Paul Vogelsang, and I hope you'll join me again next time to talk about better. The Not Old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.